Hello and welcome. These conversations are all about living life with intention. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host, and together we're going to talk about the different ways that you can add intention into your life, real, raw stories, and how adding intention to your life can also add a little bit of magic. So stay tuned. I'm so glad that you're here and press play today. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host. And today we are talking about what if it is all fake? And by what if it's all fake, I mean, what if the things that Living on Purpose asks you to have faith in aren't real, are fake? the worst case scenario outcome. And this is a question that I've juggled back and forth in my mind for many years. And I wanted to share a perspective that I've found very empowering and very helpful if this is something that you've also wavered in in your life. So stay tuned. This is going to be a loaded episode with, I think, hopefully some clarity by the end, although you might have to bear with some confusion as we talk about some different terms and different terminology and different beliefs in the beginning to then make this make sense and make meaning by the end of this episode. So before we dive into everything, I wanted to say a welcome back to any returning listeners. Thank you so much for being here and continuing to press play. It means a lot that you've come back, that you heard one episode and wanted more. So thank you so much for your support. And if you're new around here, welcome and hello. Thank you for pressing play today. And if you want to connect on Instagram, I would love to hear how you found the podcast, what you're thinking about it. If you agree with what I'm saying, if you disagree, I am all ears and open for healthy discussions. You can come say hi. I'm at stephanie.isabella underscore on Instagram. Okay, so before we get into everything, I want to start by clarifying a couple terms that I actually have brought up recently on my Instagram stories and the conversations that are happening from this me sharing my perspective are really fascinating and really interesting. And so I wanted to bring part of that conversation to the podcast. Uh, If you have listened to other episodes through this podcast, you've heard that I use the terms God and universe almost interchangeably, although my views and beliefs on those words are not the same. But I use the terms interchangeably because I understand that for many people, the word God is a trigger for trauma that they've experienced. And then for many people who maybe would identify with the word God, the word universe can be triggering or offensive. And so I find myself almost in this in-between place of which word is right for me and which word will help me communicate my message to you. And so for me, I believe in a God that created multiple universes. And so the word universe doesn't seem big enough to describe what it is that I believe in and who I believe created me. The word universe just doesn't capture everything for me. But that doesn't mean that that word 
A isn't a very common popular word, especially within kind of the last few years. I think there's a lot of spiritual development books and podcasts and YouTube channels and Instagram platforms. There's so much out there and a lot of people use the word universe. Personally, I don't find it offensive. I just don't think that it covers what I am talking about to the same depth as the word God. But that being said, I also recognize that there is a lot of trauma in this world when it comes to God. And the last thing that I want to do is make you feel like you can't hear my message because of the words that I'm using. So I use the words God and universe interchangeably to mean the same thing under the impression that when you talk about universe, you're likely talking about what I'm talking about when I say God. And I'm in this perspective, I think I've probably shared this before on the podcast, where I have this kind of two-sided belief where words both mean everything and nothing. And so that's really where I'm at, where I'm at. These words mean everything and yet they mean nothing. And so that's kind of this in-between weird place that I'm in. And I shared that on my Instagram stories and it sparked some really fascinating conversations. And I just wanted to start this episode by sharing that because through this episode, I'm going to be using these words again interchangeably. And I think it's going to make the rest of this content make more sense and also kind of keep you... um, in the loop about these conversations that I'm having in the DMs and the private messages and, you know, just sharing where I'm at. So let's get into what living on purpose asks of us so we can really start to unravel these spots that we might get into where we wonder, is this all fake? So living on purpose, whether you've You use this term in your day-to-day life or not. Again, words can mean everything and nothing. Living on purpose is a term that I use frequently, and it essentially asks you to have faith that you have everything you need to know inside of you and that you are always guided and supported. And essentially, it works off of this belief that your thoughts create your beliefs which create the words and actions that you say, which create your habits, which is your life. So your thoughts turn into beliefs. The beliefs turns into your words or your actions, which turn into your habits, which turn into your life. So our thoughts really do become our life. And living on purpose asks that we be conscious of the thoughts that we have, choose the thoughts that are serving us, and be intentional about them and release thoughts that are holding us back or make us feel ick or not good or are not productive for us. Living on purpose really asks us to take control from the beginning of this. To change our life, living on purpose asks us to first change our thoughts. And we can see the trickle down of changing our thoughts, then becomes our beliefs change, then becomes our word and actions change, then become our habits change, and then our life changes. Often we just try to add in new habits when we're trying to change our life, but living on purpose takes it way back and really asks you to think about your thoughts, be clear about your thoughts, know that you have everything that you need already inside of you, know that you are guided and supported into choosing these thoughts, 
and that you're always on your right path. I do have a full episode about what living on purpose means. It's near the beginning of this podcast series, so you can head back and listen to that one if you want more depth on what living on purpose really means and what it looks like and how it works. But just for a working definition of this episode, I think that's a good place to start. If living on purpose asks us to believe that we're always guided and supported, living on purpose also then asks us to believe in a higher power. Again, I'm going to be using the words God and universe interchangeably. But this begs the question, what if that power that we believe in is fake? What if it's not real? What if the doubts that we've had, the fears that we've had, that voice that says, this is too good to be true. What if our faith is actually in nothing? Now, I feel where I'm at right now, my faith is so strong that I don't feel this often. But this is something that I have felt and gone through many times in my life. And this question of what if this is all fake? What if it's just made up? What if I'm just choosing to see a happy outcome? It's caused me a lot of distress in my life. And I've heard this as a reason for other people to not choose to believe in a higher power because we can't prove it the same way that we can prove other things in this world. So I want to back it up just a little bit. So we're going to really be talking about what if that higher power is fake and the faith challenges that come with it. But I want to back it up and say, if being purposeful about your beliefs and your thoughts, so again, being purposeful about your thoughts turn into your beliefs, your words and actions and your habits and your life. So if being purposeful about your thoughts and your beliefs seem hard, then maybe having a practice that you can come back to every day would be something that would support you in this. So what I mean by this is if it seems like a lot to ask to change beliefs, and I'm actually just realizing, I think I've been saying this backwards the whole time, your beliefs create your thoughts, which create your words and actions. I have it written backwards on my page. I apologize. That's probably confusing near the beginning, but I'm just going to roll with this. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to redo this. I'm not going to edit it out. I try to keep this as real and raw as I can, just like my introduction says. And so anyways, beliefs create your thoughts. And then your thoughts create your words and actions, right? You're thinking about what am I going to say? You're thinking about what am I going to do? And those are based off of that root belief, okay? And then that creates your habits and then the habits turn into your life. So if having, if being purposeful about the beliefs that you hold seems like a challenge and it seems like having faith in this act of being purposeful about your beliefs can be daunting and maybe something that's too good to be true. This is when things like having a practice of some sort really comes into play. So having a practice where you're connecting 
inwards with yourself, where you are reflecting on or able to see your beliefs through a slightly different lens. So things that I've found really helpful to be able to see my beliefs with less attachment to them without my personal bias to them, meditation. That really is kind of the definition of meditation, watching your thoughts and your beliefs without holding that attachment. So if you find that this is a big ask to examine all of your beliefs to then be purposeful about which ones you choose to keep to then create your life that you want, would it be more manageable for you to have a daily meditation practice or maybe a daily prayer practice? Or another thing I really enjoy doing is using my oracle cards and those help me tune in with my intuition and they help me see like if I read a card and go, oh, this is how this relates to maybe this scenario in my life. And maybe it helps me to feel like um, that I want to have faith in something working out and I don't feel that way right now. It gives me that kind of resistance to then check my beliefs. It gives me that flow feeling, that yes feeling. I'm fairly in tune with my body's natural yes or no response. So pulling cards helps me just sink into that without logically thinking through it. So again, if being purposeful about the beliefs that you hold and choosing the beliefs that you want to hold moving forward seems like a big ask, what if you broke it down into a small daily action that you were doing something to help observe your beliefs, to help simply see your beliefs. And I think it's less about sitting down and rewriting every single belief that you've ever had all at once. I don't think you're going to be successful that way to start. But I think it's more about as resistance comes up in our life, purposefully looking at it and going, why do I feel this way? What belief do I hold that's causing me to then have these thoughts make these actions, form these habits, and live life in this way? Is this belief limiting me in my ability to live the life that I dream about and that I see the highest version of myself living? Or is this belief supporting me in that direction? And this is where I've kind of juggled in the past with belief in a higher power? Is this belief something that helps me move towards this version of myself that I want to be and know I am and can be? Or is this a belief that limits me and holds me back? I'm not going to answer that question right now. Um, for me, it's actually a pretty straightforward answer right now. But I just want to pose that question so that you can think those things through for yourself. So here's the thing, changing our thoughts to change our life, changing our beliefs to change our thoughts to change our life, that's science. You can look up a lot of research that is going to support this. And if you haven't yet done that and you have a scientific mind and you do like facts and data and research and information, start with actually understanding the way that the brain works and the way that we can reprogram our brains, look up some neuroplasticity, look up these concepts. Again, our beliefs and our thoughts and our actions and words and habits and then ultimately resulting in our life. So do some research to figure out the things that are researchable 
and that do have scientific evidence behind. Start there if that's something that you find interesting. Now, when it comes to a higher power, there definitely is science, but there's a lot more faith that's asked of us. A lot more choosing beliefs that are right for us and a lot more believing these beliefs even when we can't see evidence of it. Even when we feel like it could all be fake, when it could all be made up, when everything that we have believed in as a higher power could really be just a figment of our imagination. So the questions that we want to start to ask is, what is my belief or what is my life like with this belief? And what is my life like without this belief? So in my early 20s, I was very oblivious to the fact that there was so much collective trauma around God. It had not been my experience. I had a very supportive church community growing up. Um, there have been a few things that have happened to me and around me that I think were not right when it comes to Christianity and organizations and structures, but I've had a very supportive God family who told me to look for God winks instead of coincidences from a young age, who reassured me that the experiences that I was having, I was not alone in sensing God, in hearing God, in the ways that I was experiencing this relationship, who encouraged me to pursue this relationship in ways that felt right for me, who still listened to me talk about how I have witch practices and also my Bible practices. I've been very fortunate with the community that I've connected with. And in my early 20s, I was under the assumption that everyone who spoke to God, related to God, had a relationship with God, had the same loving community of people as I did. And I learned that that is not the case. I learned that there's a lot of trauma around this word God. There's a lot of people who have been hurt by other people in the name of God. I mean, wars have happened mostly because of money and God. You know, this it's, it's a huge issue that I was very oblivious to for a long time. And when I started to realize the collective traumas and the individual traumas, and I heard a lot of people um, bashing God and bashing Christianity and bashing the things that I believed in, and also bashing with what felt like really valid reasons, I found myself really lost and confused. I stopped wanting to have a relationship with God. I also then found myself getting daily migraines. If you've heard this podcast so far, you know the story. Um, and I was really depressed. I was very far away from God. I was very far away from any connection outside of myself, bigger than myself, or universe didn't even, like, I didn't think that there was any sort of 
magic at all in this world. And I was very depressed through these times also. And I think what I really want to point out is through these times, I was convinced that why would I have faith in something that has hurt so many people? Why would I have faith in something or someone who has hurt me so much? Why would I have faith in a higher power that requires me to go through this much pain? Why would I have faith in a higher power who has been used as a weapon against so many people? And so around this time, I decided I wanted to start reading the Bible. I'd read lots of passages from the Bible, um, but I'd never actually read it cover to cover. I've still not read it cover to cover, but this was probably three to four years ago. I decided, you know what? I want to just know. I want to know like this higher power that I used to believe in and this higher power that I decided not to believe in because there was so much pain and so much hurt. What does the Bible say about this higher power? Because I've always felt a little confused by the way that the Bible's written, just the words used. Um, I use the version, the message, so it's a lot more kind of common language, but I still find it confusing to hear the way that they talk and understand what's going on in history at that time. But I've also always found little messages through reading the Bible. So I tried, I got an audiobook of the Bible. That was super boring. I could not pay attention. Then I decided, well, I'll just read it cover to cover. If you've ever read Genesis, it's not really a fun place to start reading the Bible. So no matter how many times I would try reading the Bible, I'd get to Genesis and then go, nope. <laughs> it's the Old Testament is a different version of God than the God that I believe in. It's a different telling and story and interpretation of the God that I believe in. And I had a really hard time reading through that and understanding, well, where are my beliefs in here? Where's my faith in here? And so I ended up doing lots of prayer. And what I have been doing for about the last year or so is I will pray and then open the Bible and read a verse. Sometimes I have to read back a little bit to get some context of what's happening. But by the time I get to whatever verse it is that I just put my finger on when I open the Bible, I always get a very specific, clear message. Um, actually not always. I would say there's probably been about five times where I've been like, what the heck is this supposed to mean? And it's taken me a few weeks before I've been like, oh yeah, I see now. I just couldn't quite see it at the time. So anyways, um, I write down kind of the date that I opened to the Bible. So I use it the same way that I use my Oracle cards, essentially. So um, with this perspective, I had this moment of is this just working out for me because it just happens to be working out for me? Or am I communicating with a higher power? And if I decide to believe that I'm communicating with a higher power and that's why I'm receiving messages through the Bible, what if it's all fake? What if I'm deciding this belief, going off of this belief, and it's all fake? 
And so I have two things to say to that. One, I want to mention that a lot of the Bible verses that I have been directed to over this past year have to do with the way that the church has hurt people has to do with the way that God has looked at the way that we've had churches and been disappointed, upset, hurt, angry because we've historically and present day used churches, used religion as a weapon to other people, to hurt other people. This is not always the case. Again, I have a very supportive, loving church community, but that's not always the case. And there are many examples in the Bible of this happening through history. And I also want to say that, oh boy, I had two points. That was my first one. My second one was <laughs> hang tight. Okay, I got it what if it's all fake? What if I'm doing all of this and it's really just nothing and I die and there's no afterlife, there's no God, there's no nothing. I just cease to exist. Well, then I've still lived my life with some really good values, wanting to support other people, conscious of other people, and living a pretty dang good life. Now, where I'm at right now, there's no realm of possibility for me that after we die is nothingness. Like I have had far too many experiences, including experiences with people who are dead to believe that um, personally in my experiences. But this was definitely a big thing that I've had to go back and forth about in my mind. And you know, I've, I've been told that I'm overly optimistic and that I always just look on the bright side and you're not in touch with reality, Stephanie, because there's so many terrible things going on and you're just riding your unicorn through the rainbow. And yeah, I mean, I will be on my unicorn riding through the rainbow damn straight. But at the end of the day, what if my belief is all fake? And the worst case scenario is that I live a really fantastic life, then I mean, that's okay for me. That's okay for me to hold this belief and have this faith 100% so deeply, even if it turns out to be fake. Because the quality of life that it gives me today is so worth it. Now, the exciting thing for me now that I don't hold this belief anymore is that the best case scenario is that it gives me a wicked life on earth and it's just, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Definitely there's going to be storms. Definitely there's going to be hard times. Definitely going through hard times now. I think life is full of them. But I have this hope. I have this faith. I have this belief. I have this inner guidance. I have this support. I have this two-way communication with something bigger than myself. And after I die, I fully believe that there's so much more. I'm not going to get into all of this because I feel like I could then, then get down like reincarnation and a whole big rabbit hole that I'm going to leave for today. 
But I want to mention here the placebo effect. The placebo effect is essentially, you can again look this up. Um, there's loads of research to support the placebo effect, but it's essentially, let's say you have pain. This is a very hypothetical situation, okay? So let's say you have pain and I have pain and somebody is controlling the study and they give one of us pain medication and one of us a placebo, a fake medication, maybe a sugar pill, but we're both told that it's pain medication. Statistically speaking, we will both have decreased pain levels because that's how the placebo effect works. Your belief, your faith, your thoughts around whatever it is, in this case, it's a pain medication, are so significant. You can also look at results of people going into surgery who believe that the surgery is for their best outcome, who really believe in this treatment plan. And you can look at their recovery versus people who feel forced into surgery, don't want surgery, or are doing it for a family member and it's not really the right reason for them. It plays a big impact on the outcome. And so while I'm here on this earth, as I go back and forth between what if it's all fake? What if there is no higher power? If I can see that choosing to have a perspective and again, being conscious and purposeful about the belief and the thoughts and the words and actions and habits and life that I live, if I can see that now and hold this faith now, then who cares if it's all fake? What difference does it make? if I feel supported, if I feel guided. Now, again, I don't feel that a higher power is fake. I don't feel that the magic that happens, that God, the universe, that any of this is fake. In fact, I feel that it is quite powerful, although often subtle. And so as I develop my abilities to pick up on this sensitivity, to pick up on these subtleties, my faith in a higher power is growing drastically. And I think, I mean, it kind of has to because as I'm working with these subtleties, with these energies, I'm working with a higher power. I'm having faith in a higher power to guide me and to lead me. So if you have thought about your intuition, your instincts, your gut responses and thought it's just the way it is, maybe it's like a primal response if you're thinking about instinct or something and maybe you've toyed with the idea of a higher power but decided that it, it must be fake or what if it is all fake and you don't want to be the sucker believing in something fake. Ask yourself, what's your life like with the belief you currently hold? And what would your life be like if you rewrote this belief? Which version of your life do you want to live? Living on purpose gives you the pen to design the life that you want to live by first addressing your beliefs. Which again, I'm going to say this order one more time because I know at the beginning I said it backwards like five times or something, but your beliefs 
then create your thoughts. So what you believe to be true in this world, then creates what you think, which create the words or actions that you do or take. Words or actions done repetitively become our habits. And this is our life. Our life is our actions, our words, our habits. So be purposeful by asking yourself these questions. Be purposeful by adding in these little practices like prayer, cards, meditation. There are so many more. These are just three that I have off the top of my head. So that when you come to this moment of what if it's all fake, when your faith is tested and pushed up right against your boundary, you have the ability to center yourself, ground yourself, and choose the belief that's right for you. Again, then you have that science and the research behind how you actually do get to choose your beliefs and how that actually does work. So again, I'm asking you to play in this field of science and in faith. And I used to always think that I didn't like science at all. I actually thought I hated science. And then I went on to get a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. <laughs> but I've always been much more into faith. But I realized that no, I want a lot of proof about a lot of things. And so for me, understanding the way that the brain work, I works, I took a lot of psychology courses, um, learned a lot through nursing school, and then I've done a lot of research on my own also, plus a lot of experimenting and playing around. Our thoughts, our beliefs, they really are things that we can change. Not always easily, not always right away, not always in the same five-step method that it took the last time, but these are things that we actually can reprogram. And faith is asking us to believe in something that we can't see. So do you want to believe in a higher power? Do you want to believe that you have everything that you will ever need right inside of you and you're always guided and supported with that direction into your highest self, into the best version of you? Do you want to believe that? What would it be like if you believed that? What thoughts would you have? What words or actions might you find yourself saying? What habits would you have? What would your life look like? And what would your life look like if you chose not to believe that? Which version do you purposely want to choose? Okay, before I wrap this episode up, I want to end by saying getting ready for this episode, I was I was going back and forth, to be quite honest. My intuition, my spidey senses were tingling. I before I do my episodes, I write some little notes and then I put on the song The Blessing and I light some sage and I usually check in with my pendulum and say, is this uh, the message that I'm meant to be sharing and speaking about today. And I was getting mixed responses with my pendulum. And I was getting, yes, this is the message that you're meant to be sharing, but there's something not quite right. Do not go and press record yet. To be honest, I was frustrated AF because it's like midday and I want to get on with my day and go do other things. And I still want to go edit this podcast and publish it before I get out of the house. So I was frustrated, but I also didn't want to push this episode. So I, again, asked my pendulum, which asking my pendulum, I'm honestly asking Jesus. This is how I operate with my pendulum. I ask 
Jesus because that's the energy that I want to work with. And I ask for a visual representation of the responses and answers through my pendulum. Because again, sometimes I find myself thinking that I hear higher power talking to me and going, well, what if it's all fake? And what if I'm just making this up? So pendulum is something that I've been able to ground and root myself in. So I wasn't ready and I was getting this response that I needed work for me. And I said, do I need meditation? And the response was no. Do I need Reiki? And it was like kind of a yes, but not really. And I'm like, do I need exercise? Not yet. Okay. And I was starting to get frustrated. Like what, what do I need to change the words? Do I need to take this part out? Do I need to take that part out? Do I need to add in something? Like what is not right and ready about this message. Like, let me just do it. (laughs) And I decided, okay, I'll put on a song. I'll dance a little bit. I'll do some Reiki for myself. I cleared my chakras. I worked with my chakras, tuned into the energy of each one, um, tuned into what my body was needing, did some dancing. I did this little mirror practice that I don't think I've ever talked about before, but I do find it very powerful. Um, I stand in front of the mirror and usually have my eyes closed, but if I'm sending love or light, or this time I was actually blowing love straight at myself in the mirror and then just feeling it kind of reflect back all the way around me and wrap myself in this little, not little, this huge, gorgeous, sparkly light. And when I did that, and when I took time to pray, when I took time to tune into the higher power that I believe in, and then came back to my pendulum, and again, I'm asking the higher power that I believe in. So for me, with my pendulum specifically, I work with Jesus and Jesus's energy. Um, Asking my pendulum, are these the right words now? Am I ready to record this episode? Yes. So ultimately, I wanted to share that story because I wanted to share that I do really work hard to make sure that what I'm saying is in alignment, both on what I feel that you need to hear as the listener and what I have to share and talk about as the host. And sometimes it's really frustrating when you have this belief and higher power, and you're not getting the answers and responses that you want. And through those times, for me, I used to then go, well, maybe this is all fake. Maybe I'm just making this up. And in those moments where I wasn't getting the responses that I wanted, it was a lot easier to lose my faith and to assume that things could just all be fake and all be made up in my head. which is part of the reason why I like my pendulum. The other part is because it gets me out of my head thinking and I can just see my responses. So anywho, I hope that this episode has given you some power to choose what you want to believe, be purposeful about your choices. And I I hope that you haven't heard this as me telling you what to believe, but giving you control to choose your own beliefs, to believe in a universe that supports you and guides you and always has your back, to believe in a loving, kind, generous God, to believe in a higher power of your choosing, of your naming, whatever feels right for you. I hope that this episode gives you power. 
Alrighty, again, if you want to come connect on Instagram, you can find me at stephanie.isabella. And that's it for today. Thanks for coming, and may God bless you. Mwah!